This is episode number 377 with Dr. Angie Sadagi. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Dr. Angie says her passion is to provide healing through an integrative approach to keep patients healthy and youthful. She understands that no single approach is right for every individual. So she offers a complete range of services to help individuals with gut problems, obesity, anti-aging, diabetes, heart disease, arthritis, chronic fatigue, chronic pain, and overall disease prevention. Combining evidence-based medicine, her expertise in the digestive system, and her passion for physical fitness and plant-based nutrition, she has developed a comprehensive approach to helping patients recover from illness and live a healthy life. Additionally, she is part of a new movement called the Plantrition Project, empowering individuals with the knowledge and benefits of a whole food plant-based diet. She wants to leave a legacy of doctors who prevent disease using the mastery of combining integrative Western and Eastern medicine rather than simply using pharmaceuticals. And in this episode, we chat about her inspiring health journey from being sick, overweight, and depressed to completely overhauling her health, becoming a fitness model, and looking younger than she did a decade ago. How changing this one thing in her diet flicked a switch in her body and started melting fat, building muscle and healing her skin. The best way to start a plant-based lifestyle, even if you have gut issues. The simple natural approach to reduce cholesterol and high blood pressure. What everybody needs to know about disease and how a whole food plant-based diet can be your secret weapon against this silent killer the most effective way to reverse your age, why our society's approach to health is backwards and what we can do to fix it, how to inspire your children to nourish themselves and end mealtime arguments for good, thank goodness, plus so much more. And for everything that Angie and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes and that's over at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 377. And now without further ado, let's get this conversation started with the incredible Dr. Angie Sadaki. Welcome, Angie. I'm so excited to have you on the show. But before we dive in, can you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? Absolutely. I had a banana. (laughs) Yum. How good are bananas? I love the bananas. They're a really good source of nutrition, easy in the morning. If you're running late, I was running late to surgery or my procedures this morning. So I grabbed one and I ate it, gave me energy. And, you know, I usually use it as a pre-workout as well. Okay. So this is something I really want to talk to you about. Your body and health transformation is beyond amazing. And I'm going to link to some images that I found of you online in the show notes for anyone who wants to see your body transformation. 
But before we dive into how you did that, can you take us back? Tell us about when you were very overweight, unhealthy, you had a whole host of health issues, and how you transformed your body to be looking the way it looks now and doing fitness competitions and having a six-pack and looking like you do now. How did this all happen for you? Sure. So I grew up eating the standard American diet. I actually worked at McDonald's as a teenager. I did as well. You did? No way. You don't look like you worked at McDonald's. I did not last very long because I actually had an audition. This was, I think it was year 10 that I worked there. And I worked there because all my friends were working there. And I had an audition and I had to miss one of my works times. And so they made me scrub the toilets the next time. And then I was like, I don't want to work here anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Did you, you must have not eaten the food though. You don't look like you ate the food. No, I, I did eat the food. I grew up on the standard, that standard junk food diet as well. So very similar to you. It's hard to believe because you're absolutely perfect. Your body's gorgeous. So it's hard to believe that you ever ate that stuff. But I was actually was like, should I tell her? Because, you know, whatever. But <laughs> I'm glad I shared that with you. Come to find out you work there too. Yeah. But you know how it is like those Big Macs and bacon and egg and cheese biscuits, like gross, dripping in oil, processed meat, carcinogenic, causes cancer. I didn't know at the time. I was a teenager. I literally had like two meals a day and I blew up like a balloon. I gained so much weight and I started being becoming sluggish and unhealthy. And so I looked unhealthy, but I felt unhealthy too. I used to fall asleep in class. I had no energy. I was sitting in calculus and science and I had all these difficult classes because I wanted to be a doctor, yet, yet I could barely survive staying awake. So it was, it was a rough time. My mom always said, you know, eat whatever you want, just work out. So I did. I kept working out. But you know how it is. 80% of it is nutrition. And if you're not eating proper nutrition, you can work out all you want. You're not going to be healthy. So anyhow, I just grew up overweight. My self-confidence, I had no confidence. I mean, I just, I'd never got a date in high school. I just didn't look healthy. I didn't feel healthy. I didn't have any confidence. It was terrible. And so anyway, fast forward to college, I went on some unhealthy diets to lose weight. I did the Atkins diet and I I ate a ton of fat and tried to lose weight by eliminating all carbs. I got so sick. My skin became just a mess. I had something called pustular eczema. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I had eczema all my life and hives and dermatitis. But what is that type of eczema? I've never heard of that. Let me ask you, if you went, if you had a temperature change, like if you were in the warm and then you went to jog in the cold, would you get hives like that? Yes. Okay. So same thing would happen. Like I couldn't go on morning walks or runs because my, I would get hives all over my skin. And I had these pustular eczema. It's like these, it looks like the herpes, <laughs> like literally it looks like cold sores all over your body and the palm of the hands and feet. And they hurt so bad. And they're so itchy, so itchy where you're just like constantly scratching yourself. And then, you know, it, they used to bleed all over my body. And it was so bad. Like, And I did seek help. I did go to dermatologists and they gave me corticosteroids. It would just kind of band-aid treat it, unfortunately. And they give you Benadryl, which 
takes away the itching. It's an antihistamine, but then I'd be sleepy all day. So it was just such a bad time, bad, rough time of my life. I couldn't study because I was uh, like zonked out on Benadryl and I, I had to put like layers and layers of corticosteroids. I mean, I was afraid, like I was ashamed of shaking people's hands and I'm a very social person, but I can't like, I was like, I wanted to become a plastic surgeon, but I didn't go that route because I couldn't wear gloves because the gloves would hurt it too because I couldn't like scrub into surgery. It was just such a bad time, Melissa. Anyway, it all worked out really well because I, I'm so glad being a GI doctor, not a plastic surgeon. <laughs> but, you know, somewhere along the line in, in, in residency at USC, University of Southern California, I was talking to a friend of mine and she kind of mentioned that she was a vegetarian for moral reasons. And I was like, wow, you know, like, I love animals and I kind of connected the dots and I thought, well, if I'm an animal lover, like Sarah is my friend who was talking to me about her her being a vegetarian, I can't really eat meat. So I kind of stopped eating meat at that point. This is about 15 or 16 years ago. Fast forward to 2014, I was still overweight. I was eating a lot of cheese and dairy and I was not healthy, had eczema, all kinds of bad stuff was happening. 2014, I kind of started becoming healthy. I started eating a whole food plant-based diet, a lot of plants, you know, and stopped eating dairy. My eczema cleared up. Like it was incredible. Like it was just overnight. This pustular eczema went away. I don't think I've had a tube of prednisone in my house for the longest time. I don't even know where my bottle of Benadryl is anymore. Like I haven't needed any medicines. It just cleared up. It turned out that I was allergic to the the proteins in dairy. So a lot of people often talk about lactose intolerance, and a lot of people are lactose intolerant. About 65% of the population is lactose intolerant. So they get bloating, gas, and diarrhea, and constipation, and GI symptoms from dairy. I never did. I could eat it all I wanted, and nothing bad would happen with my GI tract, but it happened so that it was hitting my skin. I got so lucky because I just kind of stumbled upon this lifestyle and the rash went away. But yeah, my body transformed. I literally was like losing fat, building muscle because I've always worked out, right? Like I've always been into the weight resistance training. I go to the gym. I've been working out since I was 15 years old at the gym, but I had a hard time putting on muscle and burning fat and like literally it just, it happened. It turned out, you know, this nutrition part that I was lacking in my life was, was what was separating me from having my, the body of my dreams. And it, it was exciting because it happened so fast too. I don't know if you've, have you always looked this good or have you ever like, did you have to lose weight or anything? Have you always looked like this? No, I was very, very inflamed and I was probably about 10 kilos heavier in my 20s, especially my early 20s, then to mid 20s. And then even like if I look back at my wedding photos, that was, I got married when I was 28 and I was about 10 kilos heavier, very puffy, very inflamed. I was eating gluten. I was eating dairy. You know, in the early 20s, I wasn't healthy, but I did get healthier over the years, but I still had a lot of inflammation in my body that I needed to work on. And it wasn't until I really took my health very seriously. And I've been plant-based now for over a year and I've never felt better. And my eczema has completely cleared up. My cycle has regulated to 28 days. I used to get these bumps on the backs of my arms 
I had hives. I used to get cold sores. I would get sick all the time. And a lot of that isn't my reality anymore. I have so much energy. My husband is like, I have never seen anyone with more energy than you. Like I literally jump out of bed in the morning and I'm dancing and singing. And he's like, what is going on? You know, he's like that too. And I've never felt better, more energy, healthier than ever before in my life. And we look at every piece of the holistic wellness puzzle, you know, yes, what we eat and how we move our body, but we also look at stress and meditation, our relationships. We kind of look at everything and it all makes a difference. And for me, no, I haven't always been like this. I was very, very inflamed. And sometimes I show my friends these photos of me and they're like, Melissa, is that actually you? I should post one one day and yeah, show a before and after of just how inflamed I was. But you know how awesome was it? Like thinking back, do you remember how, because you know, when you, you embark on this healthy eating, it's like the transformation is so quick. I don't know about you, but I'd like look in the mirror. I'd be like, oh my God, who is that? Like I, I, I'd see myself looking so much better and better. Did you have that reaction when you looked in the mirror where you're like, oh my God, what the heck? Like it's surreal. Yeah. And I feel like the healthier I got, the more my weight balanced out and the extreme fluctuations of up and down and up and down didn't happen anymore. And I kind of just stayed this ideal weight for me and my body and my height and for me as a person. But yeah, I definitely did see it quite quickly. And that's very, very exciting. If you, if you do want to take your health to the next level, it can happen very quickly. All it takes is a commitment to do it. Exactly. It's like, you don't need to diet. You eat healthy. You go on a healthy health journey and, and just kind of change your lifestyle, surround yourself with positive people, incorporate exercise in your life, incorporate healthy relaxation, good relationships, and healthy food and wonders can happen. And I feel like a lot of people chase the weight and they get on the scale and they get so frustrated with themselves when the weight is not moving, when it's not about the weight, it's about changing your lifestyle and the weight comes. Kind of like chasing money all the time. Money runs away from you. Do what you love and money follows, right? In my entire career, I've never like chased money, but I've always been lucky because it just kind of comes to me. And it's like, same thing with weight loss. If you keep chasing weight loss, it's like, it's the worst thing you can do and you get obsessed and, and all that stuff. But if you just eat healthy and surround yourself with people who do the same, it's just life-changing. But yeah, you know, something you said, said that was really awesome. You said the bumps on the back of your arms disappeared. And I just remembered same thing happened to me. I had these bumps and they went away and I used to get a lot of cold sores. And that went away too. It's miraculous. Like I can't like, like you and I get all excited about this lifestyle, but it's like so cool that like, like people who are listening, I would love for them to try this lifestyle because it can do wonders and you'll never know what happens for you or to you until you try it. Right. Am I right? Because it's like not cookie cutter. A hundred percent. And I wanted to open this up to my audience. So I asked on Instagram questions for you. I said you were coming on and I got a whole bunch of questions. So 
I want to dive into some of the audience's questions because there's some really good ones. And you are an expert and I wanted to have your opinion on this. So the first one is, what is the best place to start with living a plant-based lifestyle and diet if you have gut issues? So where do you start? Because a lot of people have gut issues. It's very common these days and we need to work on them because our gut is our second brain. So where do they start if they've got gut issues? Yeah. So a plant-based diet, a plant-forward diet is a fantastic lifestyle. And as far as the diet is concerned, it's not only good for the gastrointestinal system, it's also good for your cardiovascular system and pretty much all your systems. The Most of the research has been done on cardiovascular health benefits, but it's just such an amazing lifestyle. And as far as gut health is concerned, a whole food plant-based diet is awesome because it's full of fiber. And in a world where people are so super obsessed with protein, let me tell you, the healthiest diets are ones who have a ton of fiber in them, not not necessarily a huge amount of protein. It's it's about the fiber. So a healthy amount of fiber is is very good for the GI tract. So the one of the reasons a whole food plant beside is ideal is because it does give you that fiber and all the nutrients that the body needs. Now, if you could have a well-balanced, well-coordinated plant plant-based diet, it could be one of the healthy, healthiest things you can do for, for yourself. So what I would recommend the best place to start is seek out a dietitian, somebody who understands diet and somebody who can help you incorporate all the good foods in there and make sure that you're not lacking in anything. And I'll give you an example. Let's just say you suddenly want to go plant-based and you stop eating dairy and stop eating meat and stop eating a bunch of things that you were eating and you're eating only like three or four plant-based foods and you're not eating a diverse amount of foods you could potentially risk some vitamin deficiencies, right? However, if you seek the help of a dietitian, they could tell you step-by-step how to incorporate all these plant-based foods and crowd out the bad stuff. And you could get so many benefits by eating more of a plant-forward diet, and you don't have to be vegan, although I understand why people are vegan. Most of us eat vegan diet, 100% vegan diet, because of moral aspects of it. And I'm an ethical vegan, and I do not eat any animal products, but I can tell you that if you're not vegan and you want to eat more plants, that will make you healthy without the need to go 100% vegan. So it's not an all or nothing. So what I want to encourage people to do is just add more plants to their diet, eat more fruits, eat more vegetables, nuts, seeds, grains, legumes, some of the healthiest parts of the world, they eat more grains and more legumes and more fruits and vegetables than us. And so I think the best place to start is not to go to think about, I'm going to go 100%, shift 100%, and now I'm lost. It's about just add more plants to your diet and slowly crowd out the bad stuff. And I highly recommend getting a dietitian who knows what they're doing. And if they go on my website, I have plenty of dietitians who are PhD in dietetics who can help. Awesome. That's so good. Another thing that I wanted to mention is I've had so many experts on this show. I've had so many incredible doctors like yourself. And one of the biggest things that they say is the importance of diversity. So not just going to the farmer's market and picking up broccoli, carrots, and beans 
and every week going and getting different things, that is how you are going to expand your gut microbiome and diversify your gut microbiome. So please just don't eat the same fruits and vegetables and the same things all the time. Like try and get such a variety in your diet. That's key. And another thing I wanted to mention was an app that I used when I first went plant-based. It's called Chronometer and I'll link to it in the show notes. And basically that really helped my husband and I make sure we were getting enough protein, enough carbs, enough good fats, enough fiber in each meal. So we literally had this data. And so we weren't guessing. And we now know how to balance a meal with all of those things with our eyes closed. We know how to do it now. We know how to get enough. And it just takes a little bit of practice and a couple of times and then you know. But another big question that we got was about Will a plant-based diet help with high cholesterol and high blood pressure? So can you talk to that a little bit? Absolutely. So cholesterol, there's two sources for cholesterol. How is cholesterol made or how's, how, how are we getting cholesterol? So cholesterol can come from animal products. So plants don't have cholesterol at all. Zero cholesterol. Animals have cholesterol. So when you eat animal foods, like meat or dairy and things like that, that's how you get cholesterol. Now, at the same time, your body makes cholesterol. So your body's making cholesterol and then you're getting cholesterol through your diet if you're eating animals or animal products. So if you go on a whole food plant-based diet, your body still makes cholesterol enough to function, to make hormones, to do all of that good stuff. But what you're not getting anymore is that excess cholesterol that would otherwise come from the animal products. So if you have high cholesterol, for genetic reasons or because you're eating too much cholesterol, when you go on a whole food plant-based diet, your cholesterol will go down. And this has been proven when you eat a high fiber, you know, I don't want to say low fat, but a high fiber whole food plant-based diet, you will see, and, and I see this all the time, patients who have cholesterols over 200. And they come in and they, I put them on a whole food plant-based diet because they don't want to go on medications like the statins and other medicines that are for cholesterol lowering. And they don't want to try those. And we put them on a whole food plant-based diet and their cholesterol naturally goes down, which is fantastic because we knew all along then that it, it was it was just diet control, right? It, it could have just been prevented. And But the nice thing is it's never too late. You go on this, on, on this plant-based diet and you don't, uh, you prevent disease by lowering your cholesterol. You prevent heart disease, which is the biggest killer in the United States in men and women. Of course, that doesn't happen to for everyone. Some people have genetically high cholesterol, and no matter how plant-based they eat, they will still have high cholesterol. In that case, you have to talk to a cardiologist and you have to intervene accordingly because heart disease is real and it shouldn't be taken lightly. But again, a whole food plant-based diet can be very helpful in preventing disease and lowering cholesterol naturally. And what about blood pressure, high, high blood pressure? Because that's very common in a lot of people. Can a plant-based diet help with that as well? You know, to be honest with you, I'm not a cardiologist and I haven't looked at the data specifically for hypertension. I'm almost sure that there are some papers that have isolated and studied hypertension on a whole food plant-based diet. 
But I can tell you one thing, a lot of the times when hypertension gets resolved is as a result of weight loss. But I don't know if they've looked at plant-based diets versus the Western diet as an independent risk factor for elevated blood pressure. So, you know, when you lose weight and when you start eating healthy and lose weight, your blood pressure will go down. There are people who lose weight and eat healthy. They will still have hypertension and that can happen. But nevertheless, most of patient, most of my patients who start eating a healthy diet and lose weight, they will achieve lowering a, a height, lowering their blood pressure without the need for medicines most of the times. Yeah, that's great. I also got a lot of questions about diabetes, type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Lots of questions about that. So can a plant-based diet help with diabetes? Okay, so type 2 diabetes is insulin-resistant diabetes. Type 1 basically is when there's no pancreatic islet cells set making insulin. So there's two different, there are two different diseases. It's, it's, it's very, it's two different things. So let's focus on type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes is mostly adult onset and it is most, mostly associated with metabolic syndrome, which means that you become insulin resistant. And that's where, where, you know, you develop type 2 diabetes over time. Your pancreas can go out and burn out and then you won't make enough insulin either. But. The etiology or the underlying reason for diabetes used to be thought that it's you're eating too much sugar. Everyone thought if you're eating too much sugar, you get type 2 diabetes. Recently, there are some studies that have shown that the cells inside your muscles, they have basically these insulin receptors and they have these glucose transporter systems. And so these channels where the glucose gets into the cell for metabolism, and then there's insulin uh, receptors. So what happens is the glucose and insulin are outside knocking on the cell door, but it doesn't open up to allow the glucose to come in and it doesn't allow the insulin to come in. So it's not like there's lack of insulin. There's plenty of insulin. It's just not, it's just not, the glucose is not coming in to get metabolized. So then where's the problem? It turns out that saturated fat or consumption of saturated fat, which comes, for example, in cheese and in egg yolks and in animal foods and animal products, right? The saturated fat poisons the glucose transporter systems. It literally goes inside the cell and poisons these transporter systems, which are the channels for the glucose to get in, right? So if these channels are poisoned and they're clogged, what happens to the blood sugar? It goes up because the sugar molecules are not getting in. And the insulin is there, but it's not working. It cannot work. So it's, it's now becoming more and more obvious to us that the underlying reason for diabetes may be you know, consuming too much saturated fat, not sugar. Nevertheless, eating extra sugar makes it worse, right? So that's type 2 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes is multifactorial. It could be a viral infection. It could be uh, genetics or whatever, but it destroys the uh, the antibodies attack your pancreas. It destroys the pancreas, so the pancreas is in, unable to produce insulin. So even if your glucose transporter systems at the cell level are normal, there's just not enough insulin to allow that sugar in. So those individuals at a very young age usually start injecting insulin. Do you see what I mean? But it's so that that's type one diabetes. Type two, when it comes to type two diabetes, it's very very important that you eat a whole food plant based diet because it's devoid of basically it's not devoid of saturated fat, but it's low in saturated fat. You see what I mean? It has 
a very low amount of saturated fat, which activates, if you will, those glucose transporter systems. So it makes you more insulin sensitive, right? But now going back to type 1 diabetes, even the type 1 diabetics tell me that when they eat a healthy whole food plant-based diet, they're, they get better in that they need less insulin because they're, they're, they're more insulin sensitive. So bottom line is whether you're type 1 diabetic or type 2 diabetic, it improves insulin sensitivity when you eat a whole food plant-based diet, you see, because it's very low saturated fat and rich in fiber. What does fiber do? Think of fiber as this vehicle to modulate the uh, blood sugar. It doesn't allow spikes and dips. It kind of handles and and controls the blood sugar. So it's this is a, a fantastic diet. If you but discuss with your doctor if you suddenly go on a whole food plant based diet and no, don't discuss it with your doctor, your insulin levels could go out of whack and you could get sick. So it has to be well planned. Once, once again, it has to be well-planned under the supervision of a dietitian and a doctor. That is awesome. I'm so excited for people listening because there's hope. You know, some people may lose hope that there's nothing else that they can do besides take these medications, but there is things that you can do and that's really exciting. Another super common and popular question when I went out, I got so many questions, by the way, it was amazing. And that was to do with hormones. A lot of women out there are struggling with hormonal issues, whether that is lack of period or irregular periods, skin issues, mood issues, all sorts of different things. But a lot of women want to know how can a plant-based diet help balance their hormones And in particular, are there any foods that can really help balance our hormones out? You know, a lot of women, so to to answer your question, a whole food plant-based diet doesn't solve all your problems of hormonal regularities and all kinds of problems. Like there there are people with PCOS and endometriosis, there are people with hypothyroidism, there are people with adrenal insufficiency. So, I mean, there's a myriad of problems and each one has to be discussed or handled differently on its on its own because it's just different etiologies, different systems involved, you know. So we can't perhaps we can't lump everything together. However, I can tell you one thing. Many women, the ones I see under the age of 50, suffer from PCOS and skin problems as a result of PCOS and insulin resistance. And it does come back to diet. And in fact when most of them, when they start eating healthier and they go on a whole food plant-based diet, they improve insulin sensitivity, which is something the drugs do, right? Like metformin that is commonly given to women with PCOS. So you can do that. Many times you can do it naturally by eating a whole food plant-based diet and eating a healthy diet. Weight loss can occur as a result of eating healthy, which makes you more insulin sensitive. And of course, eating healthier makes you more insulin sensitive. So Many of these women can actually get rid of their PCOS symptoms by switching to a whole food plant-based diet. So it's really exciting. And a lot of people I've seen with endometriosis, which means they have a lot of endometrial tissue that's spilled over into their peritoneum and outside the, the uterus where it doesn't belong. And these women have had heavy periods. They're mostly estrogen dominant, meaning they have excess amounts of estrogen in their body compared to the progesterone. 
And these women can regulate their periods by eating a whole food plant-based diet. There was one study that talked about how fiber in the GI tract can trap some of the estrogen, excess estrogen. That's still evidence that needs to be built. I'm not sure 100% we have enough studies to say that, but you can definitely see that people, go, I've seen in my clinic, people who go on a plant-based diet, they, they, they get rid of their heavy cycles and their reg- hormones regulate a little bit. I do a little bit of anti-aging. I'm not an endocrinologist, but I do some bioidentical hormone therapy, if you will. Mostly for women who are trying to like get on a healthy diet and lose weight to get rid of PCOS. And also for women who are 50 and older who don't have enough hormones, like they don't have enough estrogen and progesterone and they get hot flashes and they have insomnia and they have problems like that. And that's what I do is like I replace some hormones, essential hormones to help them feel better, if, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Have you personally witnessed people switching to a plant-based diet and almost, yeah, their age has reversed. Have you witnessed that? I mean, I know for yourself, you have done that, but have you witnessed that in your clinic? Yeah. I mean, I've had so many success stories. I mean, a ton, uh, so many people like, okay, so I, I'll just like, I'm just trying to think about some examples. I had a guy who couldn't walk. He had really bad gout. Like he was like, he looked like he's 90 years old. He could barely walk. His knees were just killing him. His joints were destroyed. He had high cholesterol. He just was so tired and so fatigued. He'd been to 15 doctors and like literally nobody could figure out what the heck is going on with him and why is he so sick? And I got him off dairy <laughs> and I asked him to eat more plant-based and he became more plant-forward. He eliminated red meat and started eating like he he just became like 90% plant-based and 100% avoided dairy. He came back to my clinic three months later, walking, not limping. Wow. He like had lost like 10 pounds and like, he looked so uninflamed co- compared to before. Like he was super inflamed and he's like so excited. I'm like, hi, how are you? He's like, amazing. He went on and on and on about how great he's doing. So I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, I just came to tell you how good I'm th- feeling and thank you. It was so cool. Like most of the time I hear people come and complain and no one really takes the time to come back and say thank you because they're like, oh, I'm feel- feeling better. I'm going to save my copay and not go back. And this guy came in. I've had people with inflammatory bowel disease who were doing terribly, who went on a whole food plant-based diet, and they did fantastic in that their colons, the inflammation, inflammation resolved, and they did fantastic. I had one lady who was going to the bathroom 15 times a day with blood, and she had colitis, pancolitis, which means her entire colon was full of inflammation as I was doing colonoscopy on her. And she went on a whole food plant-based diet, and she got rid of her colitis and we did another colonoscopy and she was free of disease. And yeah, she did really well. I've had people come off their diabetes medicines, blood pressure medicines by going on a um, plant-based diet and reducing inflammation. Yes. I mean, like people are like feeling like it would be hard to back to your question. It's hard to prove that they reverse their age because in that case, you would have to take their cells and take their chromosomes and check the telomere size. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and see if the telomere size lengthens. So that would be truly anti-aging, but we can't test that in the clinic. But what we can test is biomarkers for inflammation in the blood. We can test clinical status of how patients are doing clinically. And 
I had I get nothing but compliments on how people are doing when they switch to a plant based diet. <laughs> That's amazing, and I think it really comes back to how do you feel, and this is what I want to inspire everyone to experiment with. Like, just try eating more real whole foods and see how you feel. Like, do an experiment with yourself or with your family, whoever you live with, your roommates. Try it for a couple of weeks. Like, say, I'm going to do this for two or three weeks and then see how you feel. See how your energy is. How are you sleeping? Are you coming off medication? There's so many markers that you can check in with yourself. And the most important thing I think is, is how do you feel? Like, how do you feel in your own body? Are your shoulders back more? Do you have more confidence? Do, is there a bit more of a spring in your step? Are your eyes brighter? Is your skin more glowy? You know, that was something that I really noticed with myself. I used to have pimples. I used to have eczema and hives and cold sores all over my face. And since really taking care of myself, the whites of my eyes are brighter. My eyes are actually bigger. My skin is more dewy and glowy. And that's just a result of really taking care of ourselves. And at the end of the day, we only get one of these bodies. We only get one to carry us through this life. And we need to take care of it. We need to love it. We need to treat it like a temple. We need to nourish it. And the more that we do that, it's going to love us back. It's going to give us the energy to run around with our children. It's going to give us the stamina to follow through on our dreams and our goals. And it's all in our control, which is so exciting. Absolutely. Melissa, if you could walk around the hospital wards with me <laughs> one day, I honestly, I can tell you there are hundreds of patients sitting, laying in that hospital bed, hopeless and helpless. They're dying of disease. They're being tortured, getting needles stuck in their arms left and right, being cracked open, cut open, procedure after procedure, medication after medication. And they would give anything to go back to their youth in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s and change their lifestyle. So people listening to you right now have a chance they have a chance to avoid those terminal, potentially avoid those terminal horrible diseases that can, some of which can be totally reversible. Out of, out of like 10 patients I see in the hospital, nine of them are there because of things that could have been prevented. You know, like one of the most common things I see is liver disease, people with liver cirrhosis because they drank too much. This is completely avoidable, you know. People who smoked cigarettes and now they have lung cancer. People who took a bunch of pain medicines of, because of joint pain, who developed GI diseases because ulcers because they took too much Advil or NSAIDs for aches and pains. So like the more you think about it, the more you're like, how could I prevent disease? That's the best question you could ask yourself. How do I, don't wait till things are broken to like intervene. That's too late. We want to, we want to prevent disease. And the way to do, to do that is by, like you said, a healthy lifestyle and healthy eating. Just try it. And you'll see it's not that bad. It's not that hard. 
It's actually incredibly fun. Like my husband and I have so much fun with experimenting with different things that we buy at the farmer's markets. And we have so much fun with it. And we absolutely love it. And you've got to bring that funness to the kitchen because it's something that we all have to do every single day for the rest of our lives. We all have to eat. And so you may as well start to enjoy it. If you're one of those people that says, I don't cook, I don't like cooking, start to like it because you're going to have to do it for the rest of your life. It's like saying, I don't like brushing my teeth. I'm not going to brush my teeth. I don't like doing it. It was like, well, you kind of have to brush your teeth and you better, you better just fall in love with it because it's something you're going to have to do twice a day for the rest of your life. And so you may as well just find joy in it because it can be fun and it is fun. And another common question that I got asked a lot was about kids. How can we inspire our children to eat more fruits and vegetables and more whole food, plant-based foods? Because, I mean, I have a 14-year-old bonus son and it's not an issue with him because he's always had fresh whole foods in his life. But I can see how, say, there's a 10-year-old or a 5-year-old who's grown up how you and I grew up on fast food. And then all of a sudden, their parents say, okay, no, we're not eating that anymore. And we're going to go whole food plant-based. And maybe they do it overnight. I can see how a child may have resistance to that. But I want to hear from you. How can we really inspire our children? And how can we make sure they're getting all of the nutrients that they need? Yeah, you know, I'm a mom myself. My son is 13. He turned 13 this week. He's officially a teenager now. It's hard because when he's he's at his father's house, he's more of a standard American diet guy. And when he's at my house, he's whole food plant-based diet guy. That is the same situation with us. And I'm sure that's the same situation for a lot of people. Yes, it's hard because one parent is saying, here, eat this cheese pizza. Like my son would not touch meat. He's a vegetarian. But once in a while, like he'll go to his dad's house and he'll give him chocolate, which has dairy in it. Kills me. He'll say, hey, well, we have nothing else to eat. Here's some cheese pizza. And, you know, the poor child, like he's 13 years old and and he doesn't want to eat dairy. He'd be more than like, he'd be more than happy to eat plant-based, but it's like when there, it's not available, right? It's just, he's just a kid. So, well, it's interesting because like, you know, when kids are, when, when children um, wean off of milk and they're eating solids, they actually don't want to eat meat and dairy. We force them. We, we, we force it down their throats and because they gravitate more towards like fruits and vegetables and things like that. But then, and, and then we give them processed foods that are salty and sweet. And then we flip a switch on them suddenly and we're like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's not eat candy. Now you're gaining weight. Now that's terrible. So you, you need to switch. Just, just, you know, eat fruits and vegetables. Well, their tongues and their taste buds are used to super salty, super processed, super sugary food. So how can you possibly overnight ask them to eat apples and oranges? It'll taste like cardboard to them. So I think the the secret in in my situation is number one, 
You can't do it overnight. If you push it too hard, they get repulsed by it. So you have to be gentle about it and understand the situation and just kind of slowly try to insert as many good foods into their diet as possible. Maybe make it very delicious. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know, with my son, I blend a lot of vegetables into his spaghetti sauce. (laughs) And so it's like tiny little pieces cooked in there. So he's not really eating raw veggies, a ton of it. So it's all in there. So he loves pasta. So I just incorporate as much fiber and vegetables as I can into his pasta. So I just figure out what he wants to eat and I hide the vegetables in it as much as possible. For example, in the morning, I've always given him fruits for breakfast and that's his breakfast every day. So he's used to that, right? And then, you know, like he loved soda. So what I did is instead I introduced him to La Croix, which is flavored water and sparkling water. So now he's like, he's preferring that over soda. So you kind of have to like, it's a fine balance. It's very difficult. And I get it. Like, you know, I don't want him to drink cow's milk, but he still needs calcium, right? It's very important for kids to have calcium. So I give him soy milk. So, but, but then I give him chocolate soy milk because I want him to drink his calcium rich milk, which has protein and calcium, but I don't want him to eat junk cow's milk, which is going to make him sick and give him sinus problems and allergies and eczema. So I would prefer for him to have chocolate soy milk, right? And so some people would be like, there's sugar in that. I'm like, so what? <laughs> the alternative is for him to eat cow's milk and be super sick and ill and God knows what can happen. You see what I mean? So like, it's a give and take sometimes, you know, add a little chocolate or sugar to the milk. Who cares? It's better than drinking cow's milk, which is going to get him sick. I don't know. It's just, you just have, oh, and I, I, I get him um, Miyoko's cheese. So he loves cheese. So I just substitute other uh, like cheese substitutes. So he doesn't feel like he's not eating fun things. He still has hot dogs. He just has soy based or vegan hot dogs. So he's just growing up like a normal, natural human being. It's just and he's eating everything his friends are eating. He just eats healthier versions of it. And as he gets older, he'll I'm sure he'll sit there and eat big bowls of salad like his mama. But, you know, that comes later because none of his friends are doing it. So he just thinks it's weird to eat a huge bowl of salad. That's fine. I understand, you know. So you got to make it fun for them, I think. Mm, You definitely have to make it fun. Do fun swaps and get them involved. I think one of the best things that you can do is get your children into the kitchen as young as possible because they love it. And if you can, get them growing some of their own produce. I have seen so many of my friends' children, they're growing tomatoes in their backyard and they love running out there, picking the tomatoes, bringing them in and cutting them up. It brings them so much joy. So if you can, grow some produce, get your children in the kitchen as young as possible. I know it's going to be messier. I know. But the alternative is them not knowing how to nourish themselves. And nourishing themselves is a life skill that we all need to cultivate and it's going to affect the rest of their life. So get them in. And I just wanted to also mention with a couple of the soy products, it's really important. And this question came up. It's really important that you look at the ingredients because a lot of those soy products and a lot of, you know, I don't eat any of the mock meats or anything like that, the vegan meats. I don't eat any of that. A lot of them are full of preservatives and additives and 
sugars and things like that. So just make sure that you're reading the ingredients list on everything. It's super important and inspire your children to do the same. If you take them to the health food shop, you know, get them to read it out to you. Yeah, they're making some really good veggie burgers nowadays that are actually vegan burgers who are very health, that are super healthy. It's just all vegetables in a form of a burger. But you're right. I mean, you have to you have to read the ingredients and make sure you're not eating the ones that are, you know, they, they have a lot of preservatives and additives and things like that. Absolutely. Another question came through. Can you get all of your nutrients from a plant-based diet? So, okay. So there are a few nutrients that you have to uh, be careful about and not just because of a plant-based diet, but diets in general in today's world. One of them, one of the nutrients of concern is B12. I don't care if you're a carnivore, omnivore, or a vegan or plant-based, whole food plant-based dieter, you have to take a B12 supplement. The Today's diets are deficient in B12 because back, the bacteria that produces B12 lives in the soil. And so as we wash our fruits and vegetables and basically wipe clean that bacteria, we wash away the bacteria that would otherwise produce B12 in our bodies. So what the, the, the dairy and the meat industry do is they fortify the feed of the mammals, the, the cows, for example, with B12. So that goes into the cow and then you eat the cow and you get the B12. Still not sufficient. You have to take B12. B12 is a concern. And what else? As far as, you know, some people claim, there are some studies that claim that omega-3 may be a concern. And that some people should take omega-3 supplements. I don't, but they say that you should take an omega-3 supplement just because some people have don't have the ability to convert DHA and other molecules into omega-3 fatty acids, the um, active form. So I guess that's another one. Vitamin D is another uh, nutrient of concern because we are not out in the sun these days. That's how you get your vitamin D. And we're usually wearing clothes and sunscreen. And that's not a plant-based person issue. That is an everyone issue because we are indoors way too much. Yeah, I, I must add none of these nutrients are a plant-based issue. They're all a, an issue of human beings in today's world. But a well-planned, balanced, whole food plant-based diet is not devoid of any nutrients you can safely go on a whole food plant-based diet and thrive. And, you know, I mean, athletes, you and I know athletes, Olympic athletes are on this diet. It actually gives you an advantage. There's no disadvantage. However, just like any other diet, it has to be well-planned. And you have to talk to a doctor, a dietitian, to make sure that it suits your particular needs, you know. I, I can't generalize and say it's good for everyone. Perhaps, I don't know, maybe someone out there has some kind of a metabolic issue. I, I, it's hard to generalize like that, but it's always safe to eat more plants. You know, there's no contraindications to it. But here's one, what I've been dying to ask you, you what's your favorite fruit? Ooh, okay. So I love wild blueberries. I have them every single day. I have wild blueberries every day. And right now where I am in the world, it's summer. And so We've got mangoes and 
It's mango season, so they've just come in. And so I've been loving mangoes, but oh my gosh, I love dragon fruit. I love papaya. I love apples. I love so many things. And I just wanted to also mention that there was a time in my life where I didn't eat any fruit. I had full fruit fear because I got sucked into that vortex of fruit is sugar, which equals putting on weight. And I got totally sucked into that. And so I didn't have any fruit in my life. And then when I started eating fruit again, the medical medium talks a lot about fruit fear. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have fruit fear. I have full-on fruit fear. And then I started adding in all of these beautiful fruits. And I thought, I have been missing out. And the thing is, is, you know, Mother Nature would not have provided it if it wasn't there for us to enjoy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can, your skin is glowing. So I was wondering what the secret is. I was wondering, what kind of fruits is she eating? <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. If you ever thank come you to so Orange much. County, California for a visit, I will give you some pomegranates because oh. I have them in my backyard and we could go literally pick them from my backyard and have, you know, just, have a bunch of pomegranate together. <laughs> Yum. I, let's do that. I would love that so much. Is that your favorite fruit? Probably besides dates. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, can you go past dates? Seriously. Oh my God. Persian, I drink Persian tea and uh, black, I mean, dates from Costco. They're so good. They're really juicy and huge. So Persian tea and dates are my dessert every night. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yum. That sounds so good. This has been so amazing so far. I want to flip it now and ask you some questions about yourself. What is one thing that you're working on or would like to improve within yourself at the moment? I'm working on gaining more muscle. So that means harder, more intense weightlifting at the gym. And basically consuming the same amount of calories that I'm consuming in a form of whole food plant-based diet. I don't take supplements. I don't take like protein supplements. I don't ever eat um, a ton of protein. I I actually like to be on a a low moderate protein level, but I really enjoy going into the gym and lifting heavy and gaining muscle to show people like you don't really need to go that crazy about protein to get muscles. And I can do it even at my age, I'm 47. And you know, my hormones, my testosterone levels, estrogen, progesterone, and all of my other hormones were not, you know, are not at a level of a 25 year old people who are like in their 20s, they have a much easier time gaining muscle. But even so, on my diet, which is purposefully low in protein, I go out of my way not to get into that vortex. And like, I do so well, I do really well, I can gain muscle, like, easily, I can burn fat, like, so during COVID, honestly, like, I like wasn't working out and my body fat percentage went up a little bit. And so I, I want to like, get back into it. I just want to kick butt at the gym and in the kitchen eating even cleaner, and do a photo shoot with a six pack. Oh my goodness. Well, you look incredible and I can't believe you're 47. That's amazing. You look incredible. And I want to encourage everyone to go check out the images in the show notes of you just rocking it. You look so good. (laughs) 
What are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? Because I did that for a couple of years. I don't do it now, but what are your thoughts for women and intermittent fasting? Okay, so define intermittent fasting, like not eating after five o'clock or six o'clock or at a certain time and eating only over eight period of eight hour period of time. Is that what you mean by it? Because there's different different definitions. This is true. Okay, so I mean, I guess I, to a degree, don't eat from six till six or six till seven. So someone could say that was intermittent fasting. But I know some people that completely skip breakfast. So they might go from like 7 till 1 p.m. the next day and completely miss that breakfast and morning tea window. I'm talking about longer periods of of fasting. What are your thoughts on that? You know, there's some literature that intermittent fasting is is a great idea and and this whole cleaning up the cells and perhaps it could be anti-aging. I, I think it just depends. Like, I'll tell you what, there are so many different, like, ath- like when I was an athlete, like, really working out hard, I needed, like, I, I went to the gym one time without eating any carbs, and I could barely lift and squat. And my trainer is, like, looking at me, like, what the hell is wrong with you? You're, like, you have half the strength you did yesterday. And the thing is, I didn't carb up, right, before, like, when you go to the gym, your glycogen stores are completely depleted. You're not going to be able to lift heavy. You know, if you're an athlete, it's just very hard. It just depends. If you're a regular person, office job, you're not really working out heavy in the morning and, you know, you you want to time restrict yourself and, and, and fast. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But then there's also people who are on medications for diabetes, and they could really get hypoglycemia if they fast that long and, and, and things like that. So I think it just depends. It has never worked for me because I need to carb up before I go work out and lift heavy to restore my glycogen stores. So I could never skip breakfast. And literally, I just feel like my mind doesn't is not as sharp if I don't eat breakfast. At least a banana. If I don't have time, I grab a banana. It works for some people though. And I think the reason it works is this, for a lot of people who want to lose weight, it works because of this, you know, if you're free to eat anytime you want, you tend to snack and you're like, oh, well, I just had my dinner, but what's this piece of chocolate going to do? Oh, how about two, three dates here and there? And what about a fruit? And so you end up eating a lot and your calories just keep accumulating. But if you could keep that calorie intake to a certain like eight hour period, it's hard to overeat. If it's hard to eat that much and get more than your caloric needs in eight hours because it's just be volumes and volumes of food. So perhaps it works for a lot of people because they're, 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 they stop eating at a certain time. And if their willpower allows them, they allow their body to relax and, and not have to constantly break down food. And there's so much to be said about that. Mm, definitely. A question that did come up a few times was about overeating and craving sugar. And that was something that I used to struggle with a lot. I used to crave sugar so much every single day after every meal, and I would eat sugar every single day. And I would also overeat. It is so hard for me to overeat now because I am so satiated. I am so satisfied. Like, I'm like, I wish I could fit more in because that was so delicious. 
But, you know, almost every night after dinner, I say to my husband, oh my gosh, I wish I could fit more in because that was so yummy. But I'm so full. I'm sure you're eating volumes of food too because you're eating a lot. When you eat a whole food plant-based diet, you're eating a ton of food. Oh my gosh, you should see my bowls. Like you should see the mountain of salads and everything that I put in there, like sweet potato and avocado and oh, it's just so yum. So when you are eating a balanced, you've got your proteins, you've got your fats, you've got your carbs, you've got everything, your fiber, everything, you are more satisfied and you will be less likely to want the sugar or to overeat. So that's, if you are craving sugar and if you are overeating, then definitely look at having a balanced plate, you know, making sure you've got everything on there. And the app Chronometer really helped me. I used my fitness pal, which is similar. Yeah, perfect. And we'll link to both of those in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. You know, to your point, it's so true. When you're not eating a well-balanced diet and you're restricting yourself and you're not eating enough food, you start having weird cravings. And your body is not going to say, knock, knock, who's there? Uh, magnesium, I need to come in. (laughs) Your body's not going to be like, knock, knock, I now need calcium. Or, oh, now I need potassium. Your body craves one thing and it's usually sugar. Like it just, you get these weird cravings, which are not really appropriate for your missing nutrients. But when you eat a ton of food, when you eat a whole food plant-based diet, you can afford to eat a ton of food because it's mostly fiber and water and low in uh, in calories, high in nutrients, right? That's what you want because you don't want to starve yourself. You don't want to be like, oh, I can, I have to portion control. Like, just listen to you. you have one of the best bodies I've ever seen, and you're like, you should see these big bowls of food that I'm eating. You're not portion controlling yourself. What the heck is that? Go to Jenny Craig for that. Like, that's like science from two thousand years ago. Like, where you portion control. If you're eating healthy, eat more. Eat whatever you want, right? It's like. But when you're eating a a diverse food and you're getting all the nutrients, your cravings tend to go away. You know, if you're eating under your calories, yeah, you'll have cravings because your body needs more food. Especially when I'm working out, I notice my appetite goes up, but I just eat more food and I don't starve myself. and, And, you know, voila, it's satiating and it's great. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just about eat a diverse amount of good foods and the sugar cravings go away. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. If you had a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every single high school around the world, doesn't have to be health related. What is one book that you would choose on any topic? How to Win Friends and Influence Others. I've listened, yes. I've read that book 13 times. <laughs> wow. It's a great book. It has helped me grow my mind to unimaginable levels and learn how to my business as an entrepreneur and a businesswoman. It has helped me how to manage employees and how to work with other associates. It is one thing I would I, I would highly recommend every person reads and make your kids read it too. <laughs> Definitely. And we'll link to it in the show notes. It's such a great book. I highly recommend it as well. Oh, there's one more book. Go for it. Think and Grow Rich. Oh, it's so good. It's but it's so a very good. male chauvinistic book because like, at the time it was written, it was all about 
all these men who are trying to be great entrepreneurs, but don't listen to that. Just, I like listen to it too. And I, in the car, as I drive to work every day, I just, I just realize, okay, it was written at a time where it was a very male chauvinistic time, but just substitute when he says he put yourself in the position. But, but anyway, I, those are the two books I would recommend. <laughs> awesome. And we'll pop them in both in the show notes. Okay, let's talk about how your day looks and in particular your morning routine. Talk us through a typical day in your life. What are your rituals? When do you exercise? Do you meditate? What are your little spiritual practices if you have any? And talk us through how your day unfolds. I wake up about six at at six thirty. I get ready for work. I usually have I don't really think too much about what I'm going to wear. A lot of times I I wear scrubs because I have surgery or I just put on something simple. I don't try not to think too hard about what I have to wear. I put a little makeup on, make sure my son is getting ready in the other room and we meet for breakfast and I sit down with him. He has a glass of soy milk and he eats his fruits and I do the same. I I drink a cup of, uh, I don't drink soy milk. I I drink a cup of coffee and eat some fruits in the morning or a bowl of oatmeal. I drop them off at school. So that's like my finest hour because I just love hanging out with my son in the morning when we're both like happy and fresh. <laughs> and I ask him in the car, I ask him about his goals for the day. I try to play a little psychology on him. What are your goals? What are you going to get? So, so he would say, for example, I want to do better in math. And I'd be like, okay, what are you going to do exactly to achieve that goal? He says, for example, I'm going to pay more attention in class. So I work a little psychology on our drive to uh, to his school. And I tell him I love him and I wish him the best for the day. And I say, just do your best. That's all you have to do. He gets out of the car. I go to work. On the way to work, I listen to a book on audio, whatever. I get to work and I see patients. I usually just have a routine of like 10 or 15 patients and and or I do surgeries, and then I see patients. In the afternoons, I usually take care of entrepreneurial duties <laughs> because I'm the physician, but I'm also the CEO of the company. So I have to take care of some of the operations and things like that. And sometimes I do interviews such as I'm doing with you. And by the way, it's been a pleasure because you're a lovely, lovely, beautiful person. And then I go home. Uh, no, I don't go home. I, I go straight to the gym. Because I already packed my clothes and they're in the car from the morning. And I tell you what, I don't think about it. I just go. Because if you keep thinking about it, you can oftentimes talk yourself out of it. But I, I just I just go straight to the gym, get out of the car, and I work out. I try not to put too much pressure on myself as far as how long I have to work out. I go, I just want to make it there and I do my best. And sometimes I work out 25 minutes. Uh, sometimes it goes to about an hour. But anyway, I do work out and I love being at the gym. It's my playground. And I it's like meditative for me as I'm listening to music, pumping the music, my favorite songs, and I'm just like working out. It's just like, it's so good. And then I go home, have dinner, hang out with my mom and dad who live with me. And, you know, they annoy me because <laughs> I get home and they're like, hey, my Apple ID is not working. Or how do you, my computer crash. So I'm I'm the IT guy at the end of the night. <laughs> and then I go to bed and uh, sort of the same thing every day, kind of a routine Monday through Friday. On the weekends, I have more fun. I hang out with friends and this and that. 
Beautiful. Just what you want when you get home from work in the gym. You want to be the IT guy. That's exactly what you want. (laughs) My dad is like, I'm trying to make a post on Instagram. He's like 82. Okay. He's like, I'm trying to make this post and it's not working. Can you help me? And then one time I was like, okay, let's tag people. He didn't know what that is. So I was like, it got so frustrating. He got mad at me. He's like, I don't know. I don't have all these things memorized. I'm like, it's okay. Calm down. Let's just, just post it. So I, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's so funny. I love that. Thank you for sharing your day. Sounds lovely. I've got three rapid fire questions for you now. Are you ready? Yes. Awesome. Okay. What is one thing that we can do today for our health? Stop eating dairy <laughs> and in- yep. increase the amount of fiber rich foods in your diet. Love it. Awesome tips. What is one of the most important things that we can do today for our wealth? So more abundance in all areas of our life. Try to give more than you think about how to receive. Try to give and chase your dreams and the money will come. Beautiful. And what is one of the most important things that we can do for more love in our life? Love more. Start loving people. Give love to strangers, even people who don't like you. Start praying for them and wishing them happiness because they're in pain, right? So you just love them and love other. Smile. Start smiling and you'll see how the the world will smile back at you. Start hugging more and the world will hug you back. And it's just like contagious. (laughs) Mm, Beautiful. This has been so awesome so far. I have loved our conversation. Your energy is just beaming through the computer. You're such a light beam. Is there anything else that you want to share? Any last parting words of wisdom or anything that you wanted to talk about that I haven't yet asked you? Well, I want to talk about the fact that we need people like you, more people like you around because you're impactful. This show is very important because you're you're taking knowledge and information from different fields and you're propagating this awesome information to your listeners. And if I had a magic wand, I'd want more people like you around. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. That is so beautiful and kind. And thank you for all the work that you're doing. You are helping so many people. You are serving so many people. You are a light and you give so much to others. So I want to know what I personally and the listeners can do to serve you. How can we give back to you today? Well, I just started a, started a new practice called Institute of Plant-Based Medicine, IOPBM.com. We have a myriad of multi-specialist plant-based doctors and dietitians. And uh, so if you would like to see those practitioners, by all means, please go on and, and sign up to get help from them and they're they're awesome we have mds and phd dietitians who are evidence-based and lovely people really good people and they serve you from the heart so you know if you have any questions or any health problems we're here to serve you so oh and then i'm always loving my followers on instagram so (laughs) follow me on instagram (laughs) angie.sudegi Beautiful. We'll link to all of those in the show notes. Angie, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. It's just so beautiful to connect with you and to 
have your wisdom on the show. It's been an honor. You are such a light beam. I want to encourage everyone to go to the show notes and check out all of the goodness and especially those before and after transformation photos. They're just amazing. But thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I loved that conversation. I got so much out of it. And if you did too, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes or on your podcast app, because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that you could potentially be the review of the week for next week and win one of my top four favorite products. And this week's review, the winner, it's a five-star review titled Love from Bebub987. And she says, Melissa's podcast is one of my favorites to listen to. Super informative, easy to listen to, great guests, and a broad range of topics. Love, love, love. Thank you so much for that beautiful, kind review. You have won a bottle of the wild olive oil, which is one of my favorite products. So send an email to hello at melissaambrosini.com with your address, my darling, and we will get that over to you. And don't forget to come and follow me on Instagram at melissaambrosini and tell me your top key takeaways from this episode. I love reading them all. And for everything that Angie and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. That's over at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 377. And make sure you go and check out the show notes to see her body transformation and her fitness photos. They are so epic and inspiring. So go and check that out. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself. And for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.